This is Michelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, where this is my power of reading week. All right, I'm celebrating the power of reading where reading helps to educate, inform, inspire, motivate. And for this month of February, I focus on that. And this is going to be my part two of an essay that of WBD Boys of Our Spiritual Strivings. And I'm going to continue on from last year <laughs> when I did part one. Um, this particular one, I'm just going to read one page and then I'll talk about it, break it down, what I feel, my experience of that. And if you want to comment as well, please do that in the comments. And if you have any questions regarding this podcast episode that I'm broadcasting on both my shows, Michelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, as well as Surviving Your Journey to a Success, you can email me at info at mole.com as well as info at nichelleanderson.com. So I started this last year to celebrate the power of reading for children as well as for adults. Literacy is very um, prevalent in all over the world I believe and so when we look at reading not as to understand and to communicate it also is a great measure to motivate which I love to do and when you're motivated you're able to do things that are so inspiring you know you you get on your, your path of your purpose so with that done and said, today we are going to focus on this wonderful essay by W.B.D. Boys. I did a film about his life right before this book became famous, which is the name of his book is Souls of Black Folk. And it's an independent film. I wrote the script and I directed and filmed it there. And the link will be in the description if you want to purchase that and take a look at that. So anyway, that's my story. <laughs> and the Souls of Black Folk, I got that opportunity to be a writer and a column, columnist um, editor of the Harlem Renaissance. And that's what got me into his literature and his purpose, right? So what we're going to do is move forward and start part four. Let's get started. For this week of my celebration of the power of reading, power of reading week starting Monday the 20th all the way to the 24th, we are focusing on W.D. Boys' famous book, The Souls of Black Folk, Of Our Spiritual Strivings by W.B.D. Boys, Part 2. To plow and nail and dig for the poverty-stricken horde could only resort. Hmm. Resulted in making him a poor craftsman, for he had but half a heart in either cause. By the poverty and the ignorance of his people, the Negro minister or doctor was tempted toward a quackery and domagerty and by criticism of the other world toward ideas that made him ashamed of his lowly task. The would-be black servant, servant was confronted by the paradox that the knowledge his people needed was a twice-told tale of his right neighbors, while the knowledge which would teach the right world was Greek to his own flesh and blood. The intimate love and harmony and beauty that set the ruder souls of his people, a dancing and a singing, raised but confusion and doubt in the soul of the black artist. For the beauty revealed to him was the sole beauty of a race which his larger audience despised and he could not articulate the message of another people. This race of double aims, this seeking to satisfy, to unreconciled ideals, was wrought, sad, havoc, courage, and faith in deeds of 10,000, thousand, has sent them often ruling false gods and invoking false means of salvation, and at times has even seemed about to make them ashamed of themselves. 
Away back in the days of bondage, they thought to see in one divine event the end of all doubt and disappointment. Few man ever worshipped freedom with half such unquestioning faith as did the American Negro for two centuries. Hmm. To him, so far as he thought and dreamed, slavery was indeed the sum of all villainies, the cause of all sorrow, the root of all prejudice. Hmm. I say that again, the root of all prejudice. Emancipation was the key to a promised land of sweeter beauty than ever stretched before the eyes of weary Israelites. In song and exhortation swelled one refrain, liberty. In his tears and curses, the God he employed had freedom in his right hand. At last it came, suddenly, fearfully, like a dream. With one wild corner of blood and passion came the message in his own planetive cadences. Oh, shout, old children, shout your freedom, for God has bought your liberty. Years have passed away since then, 10, 20, 40, 40 years of national life. Forty years of renewal and deployment, development, yet the swarthy specter sits in his unaccustomed seat at the nation's feast. In vain do we cry to this, our vastest social problem. Take any shape but that, and any firm nerves shall never tremble, shall never tremble. Insane. This particular essay, just to kind of dive into this before we kind of wrap it all together, is a touching section. So I'm glad that this year I decided just to kind of focus on one page. It gives me an opportunity to really go back and, and dissect this. When I was the editor of the Sweet Sweet 101 for Harlem Renaissance, I actually did a review on every single one of his essays in this book. And the review was basically was an analysis, you know, of an essay review and how I broke down each section. And a lot of people enjoyed it when they did read that. So now I guess I'm doing it on a podcast. But there's some lot of goodies in this page here, page four. I went into a little bit of page five to end, to end it for this focus on his essay. But the one that I want to really focus on is that liberty. It kept coming up, at least the the energy of it, which is freedom. And I think all, if I had to kind of narrow this page down, he's talking about the transition to me from being a servant. As he said, the would-be black servant was confronted by the paradox that the knowledge his people needed was a told tale to his white neighbors, while the knowledge which would teach the right world was Greek to his own flesh, that the intimate love of harmony and beauty that set the ruler's souls. So to me, that's a transition of understanding that the horrific experience of a slave and the poverty that they experience, the transition of knowing that it's a possibility that you could be 
more than that. But the criticism, the in my other podcast, Surviving Your Journey to a Success, I talk about words of power. So that mindset of transitioning, because you basically, to me, they were had to completely heal all of that psychological abuse and then to kind of look forward to what could be compared to their neighbors. They might not look like them on the outside to understand if you're not in the same as them, you know, like you got that saying that you have to walk in my shoes to understand where I'm coming from. That's the part that I wanted to hone on that kind of stuck out really extraordinary in this essay of the spiritual strivings. You're striving to find a healing as well as you really didn't have time. And I think a lot in the black families that they didn't process that hurt. <laughs> They didn't have time or they chose not to. And so it can continue on. So that's where the faith, so the faith come in, as he said, that the courage and faith and deeds of 10,000, 1,000 people, that's a lot of energy that has went through all of that and to struggle with faith. So that's where that liberty comes in at the end here, towards the end. Liberty in his tears and curses that the God he implored had freedom in his right hand. He just couldn't get it. It took this long and to deal with that. And suddenly, out of nowhere, a dream. Before he got to that, I'm going to say that again, this part of it. It says, liberty in his tears and the curses. The God he employed had freedom in his right hand. At last it came, suddenly, fearfully. When I was reading that, I swear to God, my mind was on the next two that had to take the baton and help the freed black folks to fight for what needed to be, which was their freedom. And that was Martin Luther King Jr. And to me, Michael Max. Now we could debate on his approach, but at the end of the day, I always said this, and I'm going to do more in depth than that. To me, there is the same. They, they took over the batons and that was, and they took the reins and went further with it, which was a struggle to sustain this, what he's describing in here. And to understand it like a dream, there it was. And you got to deal with all of this reality. So the 10, 20, 40 years of national life, 40 years of renewal, to me is just like the harvest and the seasons. And you have to plant the seeds and then it comes up and then you groom it. So it's a process to that. So he did a lot of research about the transition and black folks living in very poverty-stricken places. And to get their mind out of a restraint of what they cannot do to now they need to do was a psychological problem. And they questioned their own faith of understanding all of it and to connect with it. So in this part early, he says, away back in the days of bondage, they thought to see in one divine event that it would end all of it, end the suffering of the mental slavery. So you have the physical slavery and then you have the psychological slavery that dealt with. So when you think about Malcolm X and how he had his approach and his connectivity to Islam, and, and we're just talking about history, right? No size of this, but it is what it is. He was passionate about it because you're dealing with the mind. And I talk about that in my other podcast show and dealing with your heart. Your heart is bruised, your, your whole understanding. And, and then... Martin Luther King did it with a different way. So they were like doctors, different approach, different assessment of how to do it. And here's the blueprint what W.D. Boris was saying. 
this is what's going on. This is why. And this is what we need to do about it. If you're strong and have the courage to. So saying you're free is one way, but living is so totally different. And that's what I take away. It's a powerful page. There's a lot of goodies in here. And those that I mentioned really struck out, especially at the beginning, by the poverty and ignorance of its people, the Negro minister or doctor was tempted toward not what they envisioned, but how to deal with not knowing a task and have to know it to live and survive and get out of poverty. So that right there, and especially the end, shall never tremble. It's like you have to have your faith. You have to connect with your faith. This is for any um, ethnic group, okay? We're just talking about humanity, not how we look on the outside. And even though you have the moments to question your faith because you see all of this insanity, you still owe your freedom. And to me, freedom equals to choice. And you take an effort to heal it, to know what's going on, and with the souls of black folk, transcendent waste. That's how powerful his book was. Because as he basically went as a doctor, or more than a doctor, as a scientist, to me, the power of writing, and open the book and say, if you want to know the truth, you want to heal with the truth, and this is what it is. And out of respect of letting me break this down to you, you're going to get kind of uncomfortable. But at the same time, you're going to get your healing because most of the best medicine don't taste well. But once you take it, you feel so much better. And that's my takeaway of Spiritual Strivings by WBD Boys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to do my other essay part two later this week. And you know what? It's going to be a good thing. All right. Guess what? talk to you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me for my power of reading week. You pick a book and say which one gets empowered you and you can learn from it and share that in the comments. You can tweet about it and tweet me and tag me. This is my favorite book. It helped me and this is why. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you in the next one.